It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Thursday, October 26th, and we're talking Braves baseball today with our friend Mark Bowman, our Braves reporter for MLB.com. Mark, we thank you for the time as always, and we're going to get to uh, the Braves uh, news items here in a little bit, uh, specifically talking about the search to replace uh, John Coppola in the GM chair, but I want to start out as, uh, again, we're talking uh, on this this, uh, Thursday, excuse me, which is the off day, the travel day. Uh, for the World Series, and we're coming off a pretty uh, pretty crazy game, too, in L.A. last night. Uh, Houston winning it 11 innings, 7-6, a game that featured a World Series record, eight combined home runs between the two clubs, uh, four on each side. The thing, though, that I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time reconciling is that there's a lot of talk today that this was one of the greatest games in World Series history, and I, I don't quite feel that way about it. I feel like it was a fun game, and it was not boring. It kept your attention with all the extra inning uh, home runs and theatrics and, and things that went on. It was not a boring game by any means, and it generated a lot of discussion amongst the fan base, which is never a bad thing. But again, I put this game in the category of fun and entertaining not necessarily a great game when it seemed like, you know, all we really saw were home runs. And there's nothing wrong with home runs, but to, to put it in that category of an all-time great game, I need something a little bit more. How, how do you feel about game two? No doubt. It, it was certainly as entertaining as a game you're going to watch. I think, you know, it's it's great to, to see the home runs to come back, to, you know, back and forth. I think that, you know, even – in terms of just great postseason game, I mean, look, this Astros fans are going to feel different because it was their first World Series win. It's right. on a bigger stage. But if you go back to game four of the division series against the Braves in, in um, 2004, I, I think you've got the late-inning home runs, and then you had basically another seven to eight innings of just tremendous pitching where you've got Roger Clemens coming in, you, you know – you, it's just, I think that actually had more drama uh, in terms of postseason. You know, I know we're talking about best World Series games ever, but but in terms of, I, I think that while, while this one had plenty of excitement, it was fun. I don't know if it had the drama as some of the that some of the other great games have had. I, I would even put the, you know, the, the memorable games there uh, with the. Rangers and the Cardinals. You know, I I put a couple of those games ahead of, of last night. But hey, hey, look, I don't think anybody was disappointed having watched that. At the same time, I think at the end of the day, when I think of great World Series games, and this one had this one had great pitching. When I mean, you think about where Verlander was going, um, you know, basically, you know, giving up the two home runs. That's about it. Um, it had great pitching. It had a little bit of everything. I just don't know if I walked away saying, man, that was the best one I've ever seen. Um, it was a, it was a great one. It was entertaining and, and hopefully it's just the, uh, 
just set the stage for, for even greater games here throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and again, we're, you know, we're not saying that it wasn't a fun game by any means. It's, it certainly, it certainly was fun. It kept you on the, the edge of your seat, but you know, when I look at what baseball has become these days, and especially during the course of the 2017 regular season, when there is such an emphasis now on on hitting home runs, and we see you know an alarming increase in strikeouts by batters, we see more home runs hit than ever before. And you know, I'm kind of an old school guy, and maybe you are too, but you know, I don't want to see that brand of baseball in the playoffs on the biggest stage when it matters most and it, and last night kind of had the feel of a softball a slow pitch softball game or a, or a home run derby at, at times not to minimize the value of the game and how much fun it was to watch but that's just kind of the feel it took on for me and you know the the other games that you referenced uh, involving the Braves in past years and the Rangers and and Cardinals from five six years ago you know in those game, in those games, you had you know real dramatic moments, and you had great base running, great defense, and all the other attributes that this game did not have. And I, and I don't know if you're like me, but I'm kind of kind of hoping that game two was an aberration for what we're going to see the rest of the series uh, as it as it uh, now goes to Minute Maid Park in Houston. No, no doubt about it. Home runs are fun. At the same time, you you, you show me some. You know, guys scoring from first on a double, that kind of stuff. Some of that kind of excitement, great defensive plays. Hey, look, hey, look, we saw a great defensive player, too, last night. I just don't know if I'm going to put it in my top three, top yeah. five, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's... I, give, me, give me a little bit more pitching, defense, and base running. We'll put it all together, and, you know, you can add in a homer or two. That's fine. But, hey, you know, I, I think that, you know, in totality, you know, you, you may be able to find uh, looking at it from a, a – grander scale looking for all aspects of the game you could find better games yeah you know if we could script this like pro wrestling uh, I, I think we'd write a different script you know <laughs> it's it there was yeah. certainly entertainment value there but it just didn't have some of the elements that you look for in a traditionally great game I think for all the for all the crazy stats that we saw from from last night's game uh, and through the first two games of the World Series the the most mind-boggling one to me is this one through two games, the Dodgers have 11 hits, six home runs, and five singles. I mean, that's just, <laughs> could you ever imagine a stat like that, especially on a stage like this where you've out-homered your single production through two games? You this know, Joey, Joey Gallo approved of this world. <laughs> yeah, good point. That is, that is a Joey Gallo stat line if ever one existed because, yeah, yeah. He, he did that. He actually did that during the regular season, and the Dodgers <laughs> are doing that through two games. I'm sure it won't continue, but it certainly is an anomaly through the first two games of the World Series, which is now tied at one win apiece. Uh, game three is uh, Friday night, of course, in Houston, and the Astros are riding high after their first ever World Series win. We'll see what the rest of the Fall Classic brings us. But, uh, Mark, in terms of what's going on uh, in Braves world, uh, I think, again, you know, we've seen some uh, some transactions, some options uh, picked up, others declined. But, you know, until the major issue gets resolved, uh, it's going to be hard to really, you know, move forward or lay a blueprint for what the team should do during the course of the offseason. Of course, that big item is obviously uh, replacing John Coppolella in the uh, GM chair in Atlanta. What are you hearing about that process? What are you hearing about a timetable and maybe about, uh, you know, front-running candidates to uh, inherit that role? Well, you know, this has all been dictated on 
this and the MLB investigation. Look, there, there's been plenty for them to investigate, not only on the international market, but also the domestic draft. You know, other issues. Uh, this is a, is a, you know, I'm sure is, you know, this is a deep investigation that they needed time. MLB needed the time. Uh, to go through everything, and until that is done, they, you know the Braves will not know who is going to be running their front office. Um, at this point in time, you, you know when John Sofalella was was uh, forced to resign, you know uh, at that point in time, they they felt the need to uh, show some stability publicly. So while Brian Snicker exited the season, probably fifty fifty chance at best that he was coming back. You know all of a sudden he. He's brought back because they want to show that they have stability. They, they the club chose to keep John Hart uh, throughout this investigation and the president of baseball operations role in, in, in doing so because you didn't really have anyone else in the office. They, they had hired Adam Fisher and Perry Manassian uh, just two weeks before. They they basically were the most experienced in terms of years the baseball guys in that front office for daily day to day operations yet they've been with the club for two weeks so so all of a sudden john hart takes on some some gm duties at, at 70 years old that's certainly you know 69 70 years old he, that's certainly something he doesn't want to do every day and at the same time you know you know as this investigation you know once we realize the results from this there's certainly a chance that that he's either you know linked directly or, or indirectly to, to some of the uh, infractions. So we will have to wait to, to see how all that plays out. So, he, you know, you have to say his future is, is in doubt. And, you know, if John Hart is, is not in the picture, um, then obviously Dayton Moore has long been the, the favorite or the, the top candidate um, in many people's eyes, you know, throughout Atlanta. He, he's still loved and throughout the Braves organization, he, you know, he he grew up within the Braves organization, left in 2006, and ever since then, any time there's been any hint that there's going to be a GM or any kind of opening, you know, there, there's rumblings, hey, well, Dayton come back. And this may be the opportunity. I'm not saying that's a slam dunk because there are some things that, you know, the Braves would have to to do on their end. And at the same time, Dayton would have to choose to um, to leave Kansas City. Um, being in the other way he's doing that is to, to come to, to be the president of the baseball operations. So, Let's not say that this is that far down the road or anything. I'm just saying this. If if you polled, you know, anyone, you know, many Braves fans and especially those in the front office, uh, I, I think that there's no doubt that, that Dayton is the favorite. Not only could he come in, there's a guy who took the Royals to, to protect the World Series, but he's the kind of leader that's going to allow them to regain some of that respect and trust that, that maybe has been lost throughout, you know, what has transpired here over the last month, you know, with all that has come out about what what was going on under uh, John Copalella's reign, uh, you know, both internationally, uh, dealings with other clubs, free agents, domestic draft. There, there's just, I think the Braves want to restore their image to Dayton as a guy who, who immediately draws respect, you know, not only internally to, to maybe boost morale within the organization, but at the same time, uh, on an external, ex- externally, he allows you to draw respect with the fans, agents, players, uh, those who you know, are kind of looking and going, you know, what's going on there right now? They see a guy like that leading the organization. Things could be different. You know, if in the event that they, they aren't able to get Dayton, I, I think they would 
uh, you know, there are some other candidates out there. Maybe Dan O'Dowdy had a link to to John Hart in Cleveland. You've got Jim Hendry, who, who maybe he'll, might be willing to come in and, and help out for a year or two. He certainly would be a no nonsense guy who uh, who could prove beneficial. But but for now, um, if Hart is, is is out of the picture, I, I'd have to say that, that Dayton is the favorite. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree. And in, uh, in talking with your colleague uh, Jeffrey Flanagan earlier today, our Royals reporter. Asked him the same thing because the rumors are out there. And uh, he said, look, you know, Dayton addressed the media and he said, I'm committed to Kansas City and continuing to to do what we've done here and, and uh, to build off the, su- the success we've had, including the world title, you know, two years ago. But then he added, in this business, you simply never say never. And uh, it's until somebody other than Dayton Moore is filling that chair in Atlanta. The the rumors and the speculation is going to be out there. It's going to be very interesting to see if they can uh, pry him from Kansas City to uh, to inherit that role in Atlanta. And, of course, uh, when that does or if that does happen, we'll have something to talk about uh, next week for sure, Mr. Bowman. Uh, no question there. Mark Bowman, we appreciate the time on this Thursday as always. That'll wrap things up. In the meantime, it's Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras Atlanta Braves.